Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you beautiful people get your podcast. Also, this episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. On today's episode, that's right, full show with our guy Big Ten Ben. Ben Stevens, we go anywhere from, well, our rooting interest as Spartan fans this weekend to conference realignment. To, we, we just hit all things. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, you know what? Let's just get into it. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right, gang. We are back to a Friday. That's right, back. Back to the end of the week. Let's go. Uh, Today is December 3rd, and good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and good whenever you are listening to this podcast. Yes, this is the Locked On Spartans podcast. I am your host, Matt Sheehan, and thank you so much, guys, for listening. You guys are truly all the best. Um, Once again, thank you for anyone that has sent me screenshots of, uh, you know, your Spotify wrapped with Locked On Spartans being your top listen to podcast of the year. That's super (laughs) mind-blowing, jaw-dropping, and leaves me speechless. Uh, All I can really say is just over and over, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Um, and, well, thank you for listening to today's show as well. Like I said, we have Ben Stevens on. That's right. Uh, just lovingly known as Big Ten Ben on the Twitter streets. Uh, just an awesome guy to talk to. So certainly thrilled to have him on today's show for all three segments. Before getting there, though, just need to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked On Spartans. We do this five days a week here in the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you ever have any questions for us, Locked on Spartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. All right, let's just get into it. Our chat with Ben Stevens. Christmas for me has come early because I am joined by one of my all-time favorite people in the world. Yes, we are talking Big Ten Ben. Yes, that is Ben Stevens of the morning after on Sports Grid. Ben, what an honor to be joined by you. How you doing, man? You doing okay? Matt Sheehan, I am doing so well. You call me one of your favorites. You are certainly one of my favorites. From my time hosting the Locked On Big Ten podcast, there was no better podcast to reach out to, to speak to, than Locked On Spartans, and mainly you, because Will Hunter no longer hosts this show. We don't need to say nice things about him. So it was always Matt Sheehan, who I was most excited to speak to. And although, as the host of Locked On Big Ten, I was never invited on Locked On Spartans, I am glad to be here today. I don't want to comment on that, but I will comment. It's good to hear that you got my Venmo payment to say all those nice things. I'm glad that that cleared. Um, these are one of my favorite shows to do because more times than not, I would say about like 87.3 the percent of the time I have a guest on. I have like notes written down. I've done a bunch of research and points I want to get to. Here's a blank piece of paper. This is bad podcast. I'm holding up a blank piece of paper to the camera. I got nothing written down right now. So let's just rock and roll, baby. Let's just have a good time. Go wherever the Big Ten wind blows us. And I guess, well, let's just start off with this, because this has been a hot topic in MSU country and Michigan country, not so much Iowa country, but it's what are MSU's rooting interests for this weekend? Because long story short, and I'll do a little bit of rambling here, but with the bull projections, it benefits Michigan State if Michigan wins on Saturday, because long story short, they go to the cultural playoff, Ohio State goes to the Rose Bowl, Michigan State is third in the packing order now in the Big Ten. With only two losses, everyone else in the West has three or four losses, so they get the Fiesta Bowl. However, none of us in East Lansing necessarily want to see Michigan hoist a Big Ten trophy. And yeah, that might knock us out of the New York Six Bowl, but 
everyone's kind of on the fence here. Like, well, is it an exhibition game? Is it not? From an outsider's perspective, what should Michigan State fans do? T- tell us just how to live our lives because we're too emotional right now about this whole thing. Listen, I want everybody in East Lansing to live the life that they want to live. And you could maybe follow it and heed my advice here a little bit. But here's what I'll say. I am also from the outside perspective, like you alluded to. And I saw Colton Pouncey's poll asking the Michigan State faithful this very question. What would you prefer to happen on Saturday? I think, and this is just me, because I think we have to live in a little bit of a realistic landscape when it comes to this. Michigan Mm -hmm. is a 10.5 point, 11.5 point favorite against Iowa. Are they going to cover? That's a different story. But those odds indicate that Michigan will at least win this football game. And we have seen Iowa's offense and how stale and stagnant it is this year. So is there a realistic path for Iowa to pull off an upset? Maybe, but it's probably a very unlikely scenario. So thus, with knowing that, I think Michigan State fans should be happy with the idea of going to a New Year's Six Bowl because it is a huge coronation. It is a ton more money for that football program. I know they don't need it, and I know Mel Tucker just got paid, and I know all that is good, but it's a much bigger stage, and I think more of a celebratory bow on what was a fantastic year in year one after the unofficial year zero of Mel Tucker. So I think from a realistic perspective, knowing that Iowa would really pull off a Cinderella-type upset if they beat mm-hmm. Michigan, just based on the teams this year, not the program standard and all that stuff, but just based on the actual teams this year, I think it benefits Michigan State to go to a New Year's Six Bowl because that would be great. And a win in that game sparks a lot moving forward, and that's very positive momentum. If they go to the Outback Bowl and win it, great. You want a bowl game to end out the year. But if you win a New Year's Six Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, and a coronation of this wonderful year under Mel Tucker, I think that's a true highlight for the program. See, and that's where I'm at right now, and I, I know that a lot of people aren't going to believe what I'm about to say next, but, I, like, I really can't be moved by what's going to be taking place Saturday night. Like, I, I know that sounds absolutely positively insane. Maybe it's because when Michigan State was down 16 points against Michigan, I said out loud to an empty room of no one but myself, I will do anything to see Michigan State win this game. I was talking to the plant in the corner, and, well, so far – it appears to be that I'll do anything has transpired into, well, Michigan's going to essentially get a bye to the national championship game as they beat Iowa. They'll probably tune up Cincy and then, well, we'll see how they do against Georgia. But also, like, I, I just kind of look inward. Like, I, I can't be bothered with what Michigan does right after, well, Michigan State took care of business against Michigan. And listen, it's also about expectations going into the season. If we're supposed to go, like, 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two before the season, like, yeah, I might feel differently about this. And who are we kidding? I might feel differently about this once 8 o'clock rolls around on Saturday. But for the time being, listen, we walked into the season expecting to win four or five games. I was begging for six wins. Begging for six wins. Ten and two. You got a Heisman contender, hopefully. Like, I, I just – I can't be too moved by it. Am I taking the loser's way out here? Like, I just feel – because I feel like I'm in the minority here with the MSU fan base. So it's because I, I have a lot of people want to see Michigan go down. Two things to say here. First and foremost, about you taking a loser mentality. Absolutely not, because your former co-host, Will Hunter, tweeted at me earlier this <laughs> afternoon. I had a oh, video no. out there from my show in the morning after, because when you look at the national championship odds right now, Michigan on the FanDuel Sportsbook is plus 900 to win the national championship. It is incredible hedging value in the possibility of Michigan being mm-hmm. an 11 and a half, 10 and a half point favorite against Iowa with a Winnipeg 10 title game. They go to the college football playoff. And if everything else goes chalk, probably playing Oklahoma State or Cincinnati, which Michigan, again, would be favored in that game. Probably a tighter spread than what we're seeing for the Big Ten championship. 
but favored in that game. So then you take a plus 900 ticket into a money line type scenario against Georgia in the national championship game. I'm not saying Michigan beats Georgia. I don't think anybody beats Georgia, but you are guaranteed profitability. Anyway, I shared that out on our show today and Will replied to me, no, we're rooting against Michigan this weekend. And my initial thought was this. It's like, what does it really matter? Because Paul Bunyan for the second straight year is in East Lansing. So I don't think it's a loser mentality to be thinking, okay, we'll just take whatever happens. Michigan State has the rivalry trophy. That means the most in regards to its direct relationship with Michigan. And yes, Michigan is on a higher echelon, but that's not because of what Michigan did to Michigan State this year. In fact, it's quite the opposite. So I don't think it's a loser mentality at all. And I think when you add in the Paul Bunyan trophy into this conversation, then you could add in a New Year's Six Bowl trophy into this conversation. And when all is said and done, that's one of the most incredibly successful years you could ever hope to have in East Lansing under Mel Tucker this early on. Secondly, why are you watching games by yourself? Do your wife and your kid not watch with you anymore? Has it been resigned to that? No. Yeah, well, no, actually, that's precisely what happened uh, on that uh, very eventful evening. No, we were watching the game together. We were actually in Florida on vacation. And then uh-huh. I said, when we were down 16 points, all right, I'm done watching the game. I'll go down to the pool. And God bless my wife. She's amazing. I've definitely married up. It took a little long to get right for the pool. And at that point, uh-oh, well, Michigan State just cut that lead down to eight. And so they were like, well, all right, screw it. We're going down anyway without you. So, yeah, it was – um. That, those are the events that transpired gotcha. right there. I want to hit on the first point you said, though, too. And the Michigan State fans sure are like, well, I, I just don't want to hear the Michigan fans. Oh, they're so arrogant. Like, if they win the Big Ten title, they'll never shut up. Like, yeah. Well, when's that ever mattered here? Like, it's been 17 years since they've last done it, and it's still nonstop arrogant chatter. Like, I, I don't think this moves the needle as far as just, like, annoyance of that fan base. It's like, oh, well, it's going to help the recruiting. When has that ever like really been an issue for them either? So I don't. It's just just another day for me. Again, I know myself. Like I know this will probably be different once Saturday night rolls around, and right. I know I'll feel different. I'll probably be like, oh, well, "Come on, Iowa, what are you doing?" But for the time being, I'm I, I can't be bothered this week by it. It's just, and of course, lots more to talk about with our guy Ben Stevens. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about BetOnline.ag. All right. Voice is coming back a little bit. Uh, Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked on, that's all one word, locked on, to get that 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing, UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 season. That's Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag where the game starts. And before getting back to our chat with Ben Stevens, that's right, Big Ten Ben, I just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. See, Matt, that I think is the key. I think if this game starts off and in the first quarter, Mm -hmm. Hassan Haskin breaks off two long touchdown runs against Iowa and Spencer Petras leads three drives that go three and out and they have a total of 10 plays on offense, then you're going to be like, all right. Sure. I've made my bed. I can lie in it now. Let's get ready for a New Year's Six Bowl. If by the sure. third quarter it's a 10-7 football game and we've seen 13 punts and it's becoming a defensive grueling battle that is only truly fitting for the Big Ten Championship game, 
then that might start to flip a little bit. And that's where I think it's almost like a live betting scenario for your emotional level of how you'll feel on Saturday in the Big Ten championship game. And again, Michigan and Michigan State fans, and I see this mainly through your Twitter, through my good friend Jack Williams' Twitter, Connor Muldowney, like everybody that I follow in the Michigan State landscape, (laughs) I see the interactions back and forth with Michigan fans and Michigan State fans. And now that I'm on this podcast, I can say it. I don't really care for Michigan fans. I think I MSU fans are a lot funnier and a lot more joyful to be around, and they can make fun of themselves. Two of my best friends in the entire world, Matchian, went to the University of Michigan. I've been Jeez. in the big house more than any other Big Ten stadium. That includes the two years that I spent in Omaha, Nebraska. All right? Gotcha. So I like Michigan. But I think their fan base is a little elitist at times, and it certainly can rub people the wrong ways. So in terms of the, oh, Michigan won the Big Ten, and then Michigan went to the college football playoff, certainly that is a huge peg in what they are able to do. Absolutely. A huge notch in their belt. No doubt about yeah. it, and they deserve to praise that. But to bring down Michigan State, that doesn't really, I think, amplify it as much because, again, in the head-to-head scenario, in the past two seasons, Michigan State, has won those football games. And Michigan State has retained the Paul Bunyan Trophy. If Michigan wants to highlight that over Ohio State fans, certainly it was Michigan beating the Buckeyes to get to the Big Ten title game. Fine. In the relationship with Michigan State, I don't think that carries as much weight. So again, all of that bringing back to the original point that I think MSU fans shouldn't root for Michigan to win the Big Ten championship game, but have an no. understanding that if Michigan does, it's a great thing for their program to be able to then play in a New Year's Six Bowl. That's a great way of putting it. That, that Yeah, because make no mistake, I'm not going to actively root for them. Be like, oh, yeah, go get him, Corum. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. swing the ball. Okay, like, no, no, no. Great cut, Hassan Haskins. We love exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, kill, kill Petrus. Get, get to him, Aiden. Get to him. Like, no. <laughs> No, no, I've just made peace with my God that, you know what, we're going to see something terrible happen Saturday. We're going to see Michigan lift that Big Ten trophy, but there are benefits to it. And you know what? None of that can change the outcome, which happened on October 30th, which was me once again in an empty condo in Florida begging that I'll do do anything. I'll do anything. And, well, here we are. We're seeing anything unfold right now. I want to bounce a question off of who I think should be the Big Ten commissioner, yourself, as Big Ten Ben. The Big Ten West has never won this title game. And, of course, I'm using a loophole. Yes, of course, Wisconsin won it back in the day, but that was legends and leaders. That, that, that ruins my agenda right now that I'm trying to push. Sure. Are you in favor of another conference realignment? Because it, it is, make no mistake about it, it is obviously very lopsided. I don't have to go into all the stats. You just got to look at the teams in the East, teams in the West. Little wonky there. Would you be in favor of a realignment of the Big Ten, Big Ten, Ben? It's a great question. I think when you look back at last year, right, when you look back to 2020, because of how we were going in a Mm -hmm. conference-only schedule, a lot of the conferences around college football were just going to base it off win percentage. And I like that idea just from a perspective of the two best teams in a single conference go. You still have rivalry games. You still have fun crossover matchups, although it wouldn't be a crossover matchup anymore. You would adjust the scheduling. And then at the end of the day, it's the results on the football field, not where your school might be slightly geographically located in what division you play in. But then again, I'm also a traditionalist. And I love the idea of the craziness that we saw the past four weeks, really, in the Big Ten West still having an impact down to that final game. Because had Wisconsin and Minnesota played each other for the Axe this past Saturday, it would have been a fun rivalry game, but there wouldn't have been anything at stake. And Iowa's comeback against Nebraska 
wouldn't have even meant all that much. And then we wouldn't have been able to get mad at Gary Barta being in the Iowa locker room with a Big Ten West Divisional Trophy before the game between Wisconsin and Minnesota had already played. So I do like the idea of it still having credence and carrying some weight as well for the teams in the Big Ten West to want to be competitive down the final two or three weeks of the college football season. Because by the time you get to late November, that's when Big Ten football, I think, shines at its brightest, when it's cold and it's running and it's all that great stuff, right? So I like that idea of it, to keep things competitive, to keep that balance in there slightly. And when you look at the divisions through all the teams, obviously the cream of the crop in the East carries a great record against everybody in the Big Ten West. But as you look through all seven teams in each division, Obviously, because of teams like Maryland and Rutgers and Indiana this year, the standings are actually, or the results against each other in cross-divisional matchups are actually pretty even. That being said, Ohio State and Michigan, and Michigan State even, Penn State, you throw them in there throughout the five, six years we have gone rid of legends and leaders, obviously have a really solid winning percentage against the Big Ten West. But I think overall for the divisions, it's a good thing. And I do like the idea of Iowa beating Purdue or Purdue beating Iowa and Minnesota beat Purdue. And then Iowa beat Wisconsin or Wisconsin beat Iowa, but Minnesota beat Wisconsin. And then because of all that roundabout, somehow, some way, Iowa goes to the Big Ten title game. So I do like the anarchy that the divisions breed and how there can still be something at stake when you get later in the season. You know what? Just like a good podcast host, I'm going to jump back to a segment. I'm just bebopping all around. But no, you said cold and miserable Big Ten weather. I want to go back to the Big Ten championship game. It's played in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. It's an amazing venue, amazing city. I love Indianapolis. With that said, would you be in favor, Commissioner Big Ten Ben, of moving the Big Ten championship game to an outdoor venue like Soldier Field? Uh, we'll move it to MetLife. We'll, we'll uh, screw it. You know, the, the parking lot of the Silver Dome, I'm sure, is up for grabs. Let's just make this co- – you know what? Let's ship up to Mount Pleasant, Borough Central Michigan Stadium while we're at it. Like, let Let's make Big Ten football what it is for the championship game. Are you in favor, or am I getting way too ahead of myself here? I would love a Soldier Field Big Ten championship game. That'd be awesome. I just think with where the Big Ten is located, where it's headquartered, and what that stadium feels like in the aura of Big Ten football, because I think at times like there's still that connection between Chicago and the Big Ten. So, yes, I would love that game there. I will say, though, Indianapolis is one of the best hosting cities for sporting events we have in the country. And I do like, unlike where the Pac-12 has bounced around or the Big 12 is just kind of brought into the fold of their conference championship game, you do correlate the idea of let's get to Indianapolis at the end of the year. I do like that there's a certainty there that's like, all right, we can get to Lucas Oil Stadium. It's the same place each and every year. And Big Ten fans can travel there relatively easily. But that being said, playing a game in the first weekend of December in Soldier Field that will decide the Big Ten championship, that would be awesome. And I think especially for a game we are going to see this weekend where the over-under is 43 and a hook, it's very indicative of Big Ten football. And that would be a lot of fun to see at a venue like Soldier Field. But I do like when conference championship games, regardless of what league it is, play at a same home each and every year. Like, you know that you don't want to go to Atlanta for the SEC Conference Championship game. You know you're going to get fans traveling. Same thing with Indianapolis. I do like that idea of keeping it consistent year after year. So I guess we'll just take the roof off of Lucas Oil then. Like, they got the retractable roof, and it it opens literally as the kicker puts his ball on the football to kick the game off. That's when it starts to open. Close for halftime. Listen, we're going to treat the fans okay, but for the players – we're, we are when you're on the field, <laughs> open sesame, baby. That's yeah. right. Big 10 country. You didn't sign on to play SEC football. No. no, you came up here for misery. So let's uh, get to it. Completely hey, agree. I gotta, 
And of course, we got more to talk about with Ben Stevens, but I need to talk to you fine folks about that. That's right. Get ready. Built Bar. That's right, guys. Built Bar not just has you covered for the workouts, your rounds of golf, your day working in the yard, but they got you geared up, ready to go for the holiday season. Grab that protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. I tend to agree with that one. Uh, Built Bar, guys, so filled with holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but best of all, amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors to choose from. I, are you going to go with raspberry or mint brownie? Are you going to go with cherry or double chocolate? Are you going to go with cookies and cream? Or are you going to play a peanut butter brownie here for a little bit? Well... Whatever you choose, Built Bar is going to give you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. That's right, those feeble holiday shoppers that don't have Built Bar and don't stand a chance against you. That's right, baby. Or if you're just standing endlessly in line, uh, Built Bar can still give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one or two or 15 in your jacket or purse. You may never know when you're going to need one. Uh, guys, if you want to cozy up to something warm this winter, well, of course you do. Here's a little secret. Dip that Built Bar into a piping hot cup of hot chocolate. Woo! That's right. Give a boost to that hot chocolate, baby. Let it melt a little bit and give your beverage and taste buds something to appreciate. And plus, you'll have a nice little melty Built Bar to go with it. Uh, how much better can that be? Uh, just make sure you might have a few extra napkins on hand if you're going to pull that stunt, though. Uh, and guys, also, make sure that you smash in promo code LOCKED15 when you go to Built.com. Go to built.com, use that promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. One more time, guys. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. I, I got a random question to just kind of set you off into the sunset on. Please. Who is your favorite Big Ten team this year, just to watch? Because mine, and I'm sorry, I know you have ties to this team. Nebraska was too entertaining of a team to not – let be my answer. I know I'm ending on a really sour note by burying your team here, but like, wow, what a what a sensationally entertaining year Nebraska had. Who was who was your favorite team to just watch? Or if you want to comment on me, kind of taking a dig at Nebraska there. I, well, I'm sorry for, but hey, I, wow, what a no, season. No, Matt, that's the thing is I started my professional career in sports broadcast as a local sports anchor and reporter at the CBS affiliate in Omaha. So I do feel a certain kindred spirit to the Nebraska mm -hmm. Cornhuskers, but I wouldn't say that I root for them on an active basis. Okay. I enjoy watching what Nebraska does and having an understanding of what it all means to Big Red, right? Like what it means to Husker mm -hmm. Nation, because I feel like I have a better understanding than probably a lot of the Big Ten, because as far east as you go in Omaha, on the Nebraska border with Iowa, to as far west as the Colorado border, it is the biggest thing in the state each and every Saturday in the fall. Like seven hours span out the Great Plains there, and it's still the biggest thing all the time. So I watch with that understanding and that perspective, and I do root for them because I want to see them have success, but I'm not like, sure, damn it, Nebraska lost another close one. Okay, I'm like, wow, Nebraska lost another close one, as they have done for four years with the same mistakes <laughs> Time and again, it's literally the Leonardo DiCaprio meme from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where I point and I go, here it is again, and yet we're bringing back Scott Frost because I was there the day that Scott Frost was hired, and I uttered these words on air, and I have said time and again that if the prodigal son and Scott Frost cannot return Nebraska to the upper echelon of where they want to be, then I don't know who does it. 
And maybe Scott Frost isn't that good of a coach. But when you're losing in these games the same way Nebraska has for four seasons, and when you lose nine games in a single season by single digits in each of those losses, the first time that's happened in college football history, yes, a historic year for Nebraska, the reason those happen is because of coaching. Like, that's what it comes down to. Special teams is a arm of coaching. Not committing a false start when you're driving late in the fourth quarter with an opportunity to win the football game is coaching. It's not talent. It's not schematics. It's the little things. And I know that sounds super cliche, but that's coaching. So they are fascinating to me to watch because I think I take that perspective. So much like you, I think from that outsider now, I have an idea of like what it truly means to the Nebraska fan base because I'm still in touch with a lot of my friends from Omaha and I know what they feel. And I've seen it throughout my time, whether it was Mike Riley or now Scott Frost. And I also though enjoy the entertainment of it because it is so fascinating to watch. But, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on the Locked On Spartans podcast, but Michigan State was my favorite team to watch this year in the Big Ten. Let's go. Another you know check for you, Ben. Let's go, you, baby. Thank Let's you very go. much. Keep setting the bill bars. Um, you know why, though, truly, Matt Sheehan? Because it was on the spring football tour. As I rounded out my time as the host of Locked On Big Ten, I was doing something called the spring football tour, where back in March and early April, going around to each team in the Big Ten conference and hearing from the great hosts that we have on the network or other people on the inside about what it looked like for the year. And everybody's optimistic in the spring. Sure. And everybody has that hopeful nature of what the next college football season will look like. And your former co-host, Will Hunter, was on my show at the time and spoke so highly and with such like a discernment to him and conviction to him about why Michigan State was going to be better, not because of some new offensive coordinator coming in and this piece changing in place. And maybe if they can just figure it out, like in the three losses they had last year by less than a touchdown, they Mm -hmm. could get it around and win four more games. Will was like, listen, man, like Mel Tucker is a businessman. Like he recruits the transfer portal. He has the idea and the new age wave of thinking that you need in college football that, hey, you don't like what we're doing here. It's not the right fit for you. Best of luck to you, kid. There's the portal. But we're also going to get people that fit our system and fit what we do. And he said that it was almost like an aha moment. I was like, wow, that's a great point. Like, that's a really good way of approaching this new age of college football. And I tweeted out and I have shared it multiple times throughout this college football season on a random Tuesday afternoon in the middle of May, I said Michigan State was going to win seven games. And people were like, you're fucking nuts. I don't know if we can cuss you. I apologize. You're crazy. That's okay. anything, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and I was like, I just, I'm not even basing this off my own, like, study of the Spartans. Right. It came from Will. And I was like, this is, I just, I could sense his conviction. And so, each and every game that Michigan State won, especially as I started working at a new company and was Big Ten Ben for the start of this new college football season. Everybody's like, you think the Spartans are going to win seven games? Are you crazy? I'm taking an under of a four and a half on their team win total. I was like, listen, it's just a completely remade roster. The talent overhaul has happened in East Lansing, and it's going to work. And even I sold them very, very short, saying they were only going to win seven games. So I think partly because it was so lovely to be proven so right with a hot take I shared out maybe like taking a poop in the middle of May. (laughs) Like, those are just good things that make you feel good. So, Michigan State, I think, overall, was my favorite team to watch this year. Hey, look at that, man. Look, pandering to the fan base. Look, look at you, man. You're the, see, that's, that's why you're the best, Ben. You, you always know the right things to say at the right time, baby. That's Look at you go. Look at you yeah. go. Well, ben, what an honor. Uh, just an absolute privilege to share these airwaves with you. Thank you so much, man. Where, where can the fine folks find you if they just want to shout praise at you for, for uh, just an awesome appearance? Wow. 
That really warmed my heart. You can find me on Twitter okay. at Ben That's Scott right. Stevens. I'm still tweeting constantly about the Big Ten and as we embark into the college basketball season as well. And then every weekday morning, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on the morning after on Sports Grid. It's all over the place. It's Sirius XM Channel 159. If you don't want to see my face and just listen to this voice, I completely understand. It's also on our own YouTube TV channel, streaming all the time on YouTube, sportsgrid.com. It's in like so many various channels and places, Matt. I don't even really know how to describe it. People will like hit me up and be like, hey, watching you from Glenwood, Iowa this morning. I'm like, how? Yeah, That's right. wonderful. Like Please let airport. me know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're and like streaming over like half the airports in the U.S. too. Like it's great. It's awesome. I have no idea how that all works, but they're on the morning after every weekday morning. It's a lot of fun. Love that. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Ben. You're the man. Appreciate it. Matt, pleasure was all mine. Massive, massive thank you to one of my favorite people of all time, uh, Big Ten Ben. Just, just what a gentleman, what a scholar. Uh, so yeah, just does awesome work. Uh, was doing awesome work here uh, on the Locked On Podcast Network, but has since gone off to uh, bigger and Big Ten better things. Uh, so yeah, give him a follow, give him a shout. He's he's a great guy. So. Uh, speaking of great guys and great ladies, I'm talking about, yes, of course, you people. Thank you once again for another awesome week of episodes of Lockdown Spartans. Uh, you guys are truly the best, and God, can't say enough about the, the fine, fine folks of the Lockdown Spartans listener base. Love you all. Um, and thank you for making us your first listen every single day, and if you need a second listen, check out Locked on Bets. That's right. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Free and available on all platforms. We will see you all Monday to see where MSU is going bowling. We'll see how they did in their basketball game against Toledo. Did they beat them by 60 or did they beat them by 70? Stay tuned to find out. All right, guys. Until then, enjoy yourself. Let's have a nice weekend. All right. Love you all. Go green.